Cheryl Head. I'm an author, and I am here today to interview a fabulous author, Tracy Clark, a friend of mine and a writer of wonderful books. Um, uh, I just posted on Facebook, uh, Tracy, how much I admire you and that we're doing this interview, and we'll let people know where to find it when we're done. How, how are you today? I'm all right. A little cold. A little cold. <laughs> it's yeah, like, well, it's like 14 degrees here in Chicago. In Chicago, that's balmy. Yeah, well, you know, it depends. So let's jump right into it, Tracy. We'll go right. about 15, 20 minutes. So um, just read Fall, love it. This is the second book in your Harriet Foster series, Detective Harriet Foster. Um, she's a Chicago police detective, and I love her and her colleagues. Give us your elevator pitch about Fall. Well, uh, Fall, a homicide detective uh, and her team in Chicago, and they are hunting for the murderer of uh, local politicians, Alderman. Uh, and this killer, uh, this craven killer, is hiding 30 pieces of silver on each body, uh, 30 dimes. So now they have to find whoever this creepy old person is. And they're running through the streets of, Ch of Chicago in February. So I love it. I love the cold. I love the ice, the grit and everything. And I love the fact that they have, have absolutely no idea who they're looking for. It's a city of two million citizens. Everybody's got an alderman story. Two million suspects, and they have to narrow it down to one. Yes, yes, and I love that you call it a craven killer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many things to love about your series. Uh, three that I like are your perfectly flawed protagonist, Harry, uh, your Harry's partner Vera Lee, mm -hmm. uh, and your homage to Chicago, which becomes a character in all of your books. But I particularly noticed the nuance of it in in this book. So let's talk about each of those. Uh, what is you? What do you see as your trajectory for Harry Foster in this series? And I know I'm asking a person who's not a plotter. I am not a plotter, as you well know, and so I have no idea. Uh, what I do in the first book is I give her as much of a challenge as I can possibly give her. Uh, when we meet her in Hyde, the first in the series, she is on the sidewalk deciding whether or not she wants to go into the police station or run. Um, I've given her wonderful trauma to sort of work through, uh, loss, grief, uh, sense of responsibility, guilt, wonderful things, wonderful things to sort of give characters to sort of wrestle with. So that's where she is in Hyde. Um, she's a little better in fall. Uh, she's sort of, I put her with a partner who sort of sees her as soon as she comes in the door, knows what she sort of needs to sort of get her out of the hole she's in. And now we have to work on that relationship as the series, pro series progresses. So in the second book, they're a little further along. Uh, the third book, they sort of mesh uh, and Harriet is in a slightly better place. You don't want to move characters too quickly because right. you sort of want them to sort of, you know, stew in it for a bit. I kind of right, like right. characters to stew. Yeah. And so she's a little better in the second book, uh, a total mess in the first one, uh, <laughs> a little better in the third one. She sort of sees where she needs to go. And hopefully by the time we get to four and hopefully beyond that, um, she'll be where she kind of was before all of this uh, once terrible stuff happened. So that's my uh, hope. Uh, whether or not Harriet goes along with that is uh, totally, <laughs> that's her business. The characters always have the final say, don't they? Exactly. But I, I love that we knew, uh, we find out a little more about her and her personality. We meet her mother, for instance. That was, that was a nice surprise. Mm -hmm. So I love that trajectory that you lay out for Harry. Okay. I'm, I'm in for the full ride. Okay. All right. Let's talk about uh, your Asian American character, Harry's partner, Vera Lee. I love mm -hmm. her wisecracking. 
do you see her as a as um, does she have a thematic role in the series or plot role in the series? Uh, how do you see her vis-a-vis -vis Harry and the rest mm -hmm. of the series? I wanted somebody who was exactly opposite from Harry. Um, mm -hmm. So Harriet is sort of introverted, uh, insular in almost everything. I mean, she doesn't talk to me <laughs> a great deal. Uh, she doesn't talk to any of the other characters a great deal. She's not sharing yeah. any personal, she's not sharing weekend you know, updates or whatever she does on her personal time. I mean, it's, she's doing the job. That's all she has time for. That's all she's got energy for. And yeah. then on the other side of that, we've got Lee, who's got this full life. She's got a husband, uh, got a little kid. He's got a mother who lives with them. I mean, she's got a life. Um, she's yeah. sort of where Harriet was before Hyde started. I mean, yeah. she's got this full life and then this challenging job. Mm -hmm. Harriet, when she meets Lee, has this challenging job and nothing else. Mm -hmm. um, so she's sort of living this half life. And then there's Lee over here to sort of remind her where she was where she needs to get back to and then Lee not letting her get loose or not letting mm -hmm. her sort of wallow in it. So please mm -hmm. uh, that sort of counterbalance. Yes. And you know, I love me a wise cracking character and, and Lee me too. Oh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> and Mira does such a great job in that. And it's lovely to see the trust they're building together as partners. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm for that right too. So the next piece, this 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 idea of Chicago as a third character, I think that's probably in all your books because it was in your other series as well. Mm -hmm. But you know, I just love it's it almost feels like you love the city. And that I pick up, you know, it's the way you might talk about a lover. You both you're very realistic about the city, <laughs> the city you know, it is <laughs> it's issues. <laughs> I don't have rose-colored glasses on. That's what you're trying to Not say. Not at all. No. <laughs> Not at all. But I love that you so you're so you have such intimate knowledge of it. It's like the language, the rhythms, the streets, the people, the the you know the the nuance that you wouldn't know if unless you really know Chicago. And I I think Chicago's a great city, but mm -hmm. I can I can see the love letter in your book. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, they tell you to write what you know, right? Um, yeah. So I live here. Uh, I've always lived here. I kind of know where the where the grit and stuff is. Uh, it's not like I'm trolling the streets at night. I mean, but I know where. <laughs> what the city sort of smells like, looks like, sounds like. I know what corruption sort of sort of plays out in terms of taxpayers and citizens and all the rest. You know, this is sort of a vibrant city. It's got yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, when I sort of targeted this sort of alderman as my victims, I mean, come on, I mean, where else could I possibly go <laughs> other than Chicago yeah. to sort of talk about corrupt politicians? I mean, so, yes. yeah, it's everywhere. It's in every street that I go on. Uh, it's every person I talk to. It's every neighborhood I sort of drive through and, and sort of smell. I mean, so, yeah, it, it is a character in the, in the series uh, because yeah. it's, you know, it's such a vibrant place. I remember us having dinner a few years ago together. You were explaining me the alderman role, which I really didn't have that much detail on it. I mean, mm -hmm. oh my God, what a mess. I, mean, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? And we have 50, the city council, we have 50 aldermen. We don't need 50. I mean, but that's how the Chicago works. I mean, the Chicago yeah. machine, politics, uh, who's with who, who's not with who. I mean, so that's kind of our foundation. And yes. then we have our little... Uh, upheavals every once in a while all of them sort of go to prison and and get out and you know whatever i mean that's kind of how we do it but that's that's like Chicago. Your own, your Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> yeah you know right i mean it's, it's, it's us it's us so when you look at the cover of your book which by the way i'm gonna try to hold up on my ipad because you haven't held it up yet here it is hmm. uh it says uh, detective harriet foster thriller 
So when you're writing as a crime fiction author, Tracy, what are you really trying to infuse into your story when you know it's meant to be a thriller? Uh, I don't know, because I don't know what a thriller means. I mean, it's just the label they put on. I'm thinking when I'm writing, I'm yeah. thinking character only. I'm thinking character. Um, I have to put a dead body there because, you know, that's the business we're in. We're writing crime fiction. But I'm basically writing characters. So I'm writing Harriet and Lee and their relationship. I'm writing Samansky and Larnikin on all the other cops in the team mm -hmm. and their relationship to those mm -hmm. two central characters. Mm -hmm. I'm writing Chicago as how it relates to the crime and the milieu. I'm writing, I'm thinking about all those things. Those are the plates that I'm spinning. I'm mm -hmm. spinning the character plates. Um, I don't know. I know what a thriller is, you know, mm -hmm. by definition. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking that when I'm writing, I'm thinking character. I'm thinking pacing. I'm thinking. Okay dialogue i'm thinking yeah, moving yeah. the story along yeah yeah so you're thinking pacing i think you know, so i'm when i'm reading the, this book when mm -hmm. you know you get to that last third it's really hard to put down because the pacing is there the words are crisp and click clipped mm -hmm. and the actions come in fast uh -huh. and stuff. so that must always be or at least is that intuitive for you or is that in the back of your mind it kind of is because i don't have an outline as you as you noted nah. um i'm yeah. a pantser all the way yeah. and so I sort of feel it um, as I'm writing it. I can sort of feel the rhythm of it and mm. I can sort of see when it lags. I can mm -hmm. feel when there's something needed here as opposed to there. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I know I missed it, I can hear it. So um, I'm writing yeah. along. Da, 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 da. Everything's looking good. Hit a sour spot. I know I hit it because I can hear it. And so wow. I have to go back and fix it. And wow. then it goes. So it's sort of feeling it sort of an organic sort of yeah. a thing. Yeah. I can't explain it, but no, that's how my brain works. Uh, uh, it's weird, girl. Uh, so I know, what, right? <laughs> tell me more, a little bit more about you hear it. What do you hear? Well, I can hear it in the sentences that I write. So if uh -huh. I know that I've hit a clinker, I mm -hmm. know it because I can hear it. Um, if I know that the scenes don't sort of fall on each other like dominoes, and that I, uh -huh. I sort of go for that. I go for the sort of domino effect. That's and if I sort of, da, ba, 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 and one of the dominoes doesn't fall, yeah. I got a problem. And so yeah. I have to know that I go back and have to fix it. And then we can go. But it has to go bum, 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 bum. And if it doesn't, right. I can feel it. I can hear it. And I have to go back and start all over again. So. I love that. I love that, Tracy. You you should do a master class in this because I think that your approach to writing novels is so, so, so different than I hear other people do. It's a combination of things that you do or don't do. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird. I don't. I, I'm. I have the feeling that I'm doing it wrong. Um, when they, all the classes that I've taken about writing fiction, the way I write doesn't sort of mesh with that. So mm -hmm. I know it's a little weird, uh, but it works for me. Yeah. I've tried it the other way. It doesn't work that way. And so I just have to, you know, tap along and, until I get it. And if it takes me six months or, you know. <laughs> six years. I mean, that's what I have to do. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well, it may be weird, but a lot of people love it because you just this week have been nominated for both a Lefty Award and an Edgar Award. Congratulations to you. Oh, thank I you. Love thank that. you. So, how does it? How does that affect you as a writer, as an author? Uh, how how, do, how important is it to you as a writer for the, these kinds of acknowledgments about the quality of your work? Um, it's really nice because when I sort of hand these things in, I am convinced 110% that I have just handed in the crappiest book <laughs> that anybody could possibly ever write. And I'm nervous and I start to hide because I said, oh, I'm waiting for this editor's, you know, feedback yeah, and yeah. this, you know, editor's note to come back. And I know I've muffed it up somewhere. 
And, and so when these nominations come in and these sort of validations come back, yeah. um, I can sort of relax a little bit because I know, well, maybe I didn't completely mess it up. Uh, maybe somebody out there liked it. And so then it gives me the sort of confidence to sort of hit the next one and sort of have the feeling that maybe I might not muck this one up too. <laughs> I mean, so I'm nervous about it. Um, yes. It's nice. It's wonderful. I love it. Uh, it just sort of reinforces the fact that maybe I didn't screw it up completely. That's right. I, you know, I've heard other writers who I admire talk about imposter syndrome. And if you don't have that, then something's wrong. You know, you hear from opera singers or performers talk about having butterflies and they want that before they perform mm -hmm. because otherwise they're not, they're not, they don't have the edge they want or something. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I, I think it's all good. I mean, you obviously are good at what you do. You have my seal of approval and a few <laughs> hundred other people. <laughs> Well, I mean, you answered the question. How do you feel about it? I mean, you've been nominated. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you... it is a validation and it is uh, one more flag to put on the other side of the imposter syndrome flag. Like, oh, no. Oh, there you go. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's right. So winding down, uh, tell me what you're writing next. And then I want to make sure people know how to be in touch with you and find your book. All right. Well, the next book up is Echo. And I just handed that in maybe a couple of weeks ago and I got my first uh, initial feedback back. Oh, so it okay. doesn't suck completely. Okay, there are a couple good. of things that I have to sort of fix. You know, I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't sort of, you know, totally go off the, the range. So it's it's Echo. It'll come yeah. out next December. Uh, it's the third in the in the Harriet Foster series. And then this nice. one sort of... Uh, targets uh, hazing, college hazing on campuses. So, Ooh. and then the separation of uh, two similar cases, 30 years apart. And so nice. the homicide team has to sort of figure out all of these sort of moving parts and figure out who's doing this horrible thing. And uh, Harriet is a little further along in her journey, mm -hmm. but not completely healed yet, which mm -hmm. is, I like that, so. I like that too. And I, I love the way the, the team is starting to mesh too and how she's. yeah fighting relationships of different kinds with this the group of people, mostly men. You know, as you do when you, as you do when you meet people, you know, yeah. sort of, yeah. you know, meet them first off and then all your instant buddies. I mean, yeah. you grow to sort of uh, get close to each other and sort of rely sure. on each other. So yeah. I kind of wanted to sort of go through that trajectory too. So yeah. the team yeah. is sort of cajeling, uh, they're getting to know each other. Great. Uh, they're working better together. And we mm -hmm. burned out, uh, find out what Lonergan's problem was originally. That's well, one of the... I, I love that they kind of come to some understanding. That's really yeah. good. So, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. nice touch. Yeah. Um, where can we find the book and where can we find you? Well, uh, I've got my website, tracyclarkbooks.com. I'm on uh, X and uh, Facebook and Instagram. I just look for my little mug on there and you can uh, <laughs> send me a message. Okay. And uh, the book is available anywhere uh, books are sold. Uh, indie bookstores, yeah. uh, libraries, uh, Amazon, whatever, Barnes & Noble. Sounds good, Tracy. It's always good to see you and always good to talk to you about your books. And I'm just eager for the next book, uh, Echo. They're fast reads, too. I, I, you know, I, I don't have a lot of time to read. <laughs> so I love a book that moves along, and it does. Fast I, reads, slow writes. I hear that. <laughs> Thanks for being on with me again, and come back for Echo. Thanks, Cheryl. All right. Take care.